Thank you for indulging me there for a moment. And uh, we sang that song all week at camp, so maybe that's why I was just so excited about it. Uh, but uh, I, I, I think the Lord certainly um, was in that moment. So uh, we had a great time at camp. Thank you for prayer, your prayers. Thank you for your uh, kindness in sending us and all the ways that you sent us. It was an excellent week. So good. We have awesome, awesome kids. And, uh, and Jordan is uh, such a great leader. The Lord uh, uses her in such a big way. And so we're so thankful for that. And uh, it was fun. I got to just go and uh, be Pastor Derek and uh, get to hang out with kids all week long. I don't always get to do that. So it was fun. Uh, we're going to continue in our series today uh, called Family Vacation. And we are looking at the Psalms. We're looking through select Psalms. And tonight, or today, we are in Psalm 19. So I encourage you to turn there. We're going to look at the whole thing. Psalm 19. And one of the things we talked about last week, you know, why, why Psalms? Why are we looking at these? Well, what we talked about last week is that really the Psalms are a song book. It's uh, a song book of prayers to pray. Uh, many of them written by David, of course, some written by Solomon and Asaph and others, but uh, the whole point of them is to give words and voice and heart to our prayers, to inform how we pray to the Lord so that the Lord would use those prayers, use those psalms, use those songs that we pray or sing or say, and that He would lift our hearts, lift our lives, lift you and I up into his glory. That's the point. The point is to give you and I a list of prayers and songs that we can go to when we don't know what to pray, when we don't know how to pray, when we don't know what to say, and we don't know what to sing. It informs our prayers and gives us words to Speak or pray or sing to our Lord so that the end result will be that He will help us to draw up into His glory and draw up into Him. They give us words to express ourselves to the Lord and help us to become more like Him and less like ourselves. So let us be drawn up into the Lord today from Psalm 19, where we will ask and answer a question that I think will help us immensely, whether it's somebody who's facing something difficult right now and kind of in the midst of something, or something all of us, I really think, have faced. Here's the question. How can I move past my horrific mistakes? How can I move past my horrific mistakes. You see, I think that's something that we all deal with, wrestle with. Uh, it's the kind of thing that maybe haunts our lives that every so often Satan just pulls those back up into our minds, the things we've done in the past. It wasn't too long ago, just a few months ago, I woke up with this heavy heart where you know, it's one of those moments, things I haven't thought about in years that it's like the enemy was like, 
you're not worthy. Who are you to be a pastor? Who are you to do the things that you do? Look, don't you remember what you did on this day and this year? Don't you remember the thing that you did here and that mistake that you made? And it was like I woke up to this attack and this, the enemy is saying, look at that and look at this and look at that and look at all the things that you've done. How could you ever be used by God? Why would he even want you, much less use you for his glory? At the time, I had been praying a daily prayer using the word pace, where I would praise, I would um, take a few moments to praise the Lord, just whatever was on my heart in that moment. I would acknowledge and accept my, um, the fact that I was accepted by Christ. I would ask the Lord to relinquish control over things in my life I had not given over to him and then E so P-A-C-E I would ask the Lord to help me to embrace whatever he had brought me that day and in that moment that prayer I'd been praying for days and weeks the, the A especially the Lord helped me to say you are accepted and acceptable not because of anything that you've done in fact the devil was right in all of his accusations you aren't worthy but because of Christ now, I accept you. You are now acceptable. So, I think we all, from time to time, maybe more, some of us more, than oft, more often than others, but all of us can be reminded of our past mistakes. And the enemy, if we're not careful, can use them to haunt us and to help us to be depressed or anxious or really caught in our head and we begin to believe his accusations because they're they're partially true i have made mistakes i have done wrong things and how in the world could i get beyond them how in the world could i get past them we've all had mistakes that we've made now from a human perspective some of those may be worse than others but it's really it really doesn't matter because in God's eyes, they're all the same. They are mistakes. They are deserving of punishment. They are deserving of, of, uh, of being accused and understood that we have done wrong. God does not, no matter how much we assume, God does not look at things the same way that we do. And so, from time to time, we, we think, okay, well, those accusations are true. I, then then God, must, God just must hate me. God must think poorly of me. God must, will never be able to use me because of the wrongs I've committed. But in Psalm 19, we have words to tell us what God really thinks and how we can move beyond. And we don't think of those things the way or he does not think of those things the way we think of them. And how can we go beyond those? So let's look to Psalm 19, 1 through 14, to see how Jesus and how God deals with our past mistakes. Would you, out of the reverence for God's word, would you stand if you're able and read along? Uh, I'll read aloud. You read silently with me, if you would. It's on the screen, but it's also in your Bible. And it says... The heavens declare the glory of God and the expanse proclaims the work of his hands. 
Day after day, they pour out speech. Night after night, they communicate knowledge. There is no speech. There are no words. Their voice is not heard. Their message has gone out to the whole earth and their words to the end of the world. In the heavens, he has pitched a tent for the sun. It is like a bridegroom coming from his home. He rejoices like an athlete running a course. It rises from one end of the heavens and circles to their other end. Nothing is hidden from its heat. The instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The command of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. They are more desirable than gold, than an abundance of pure gold, and sweeter than honey dripping from a honeycomb. In addition, your servant is warned by them, and in keeping them, there is an abundant reward. Who perceives his unintentional sins? Cleanse me from my hidden faults. Moreover, keep your servant from willful sins. Do not let them rule me. Then I will be blameless and cleansed from blatant rebellion. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's look at it and find four things. You may be seated. <clears throat> four things that I think will help us all as we think about our horrific mistakes and how we can move beyond them. And you may have just read that and thought, how did you get that from that? We're going to look at it and figure it out, all right? Part of that is we're going to have to start in the middle of the verse, or really toward the end. We're doing a little bit of jumping around here, but it's intentional, and so I pray that you'll hang on with me because it all, I think, will make sense in the end. You'll be the judge of that, of course, but I think it does. So we'll try, all right? Let's start in verses 12 and 13. And what we see here, and the reason I wanted to jump to this because this is the direct answer to the question, how can we move beyond our past mistakes? Verses 12 and 13 give us the answer right away. And they are, the answer is, our past mistakes can be cleansed. If we didn't preach anything else today, that's the greatest news in the world. My past mistakes can be forgiven but more than that, they can be cleansed, wiped away, washed clean. My past mistakes can be eradicated, cleaned. So we're going to get beginning a little differently, looking at the end of the psalm, and we'll trace back to the beginning. So what we see is that our past mistakes can be cleansed. Now, this is different than what we expect to realize. Maybe we think, well, God is good. Jesus is forgiving. Maybe he'll just look over my mistakes. Maybe he'll, uh, he'll look past them or beyond them. They're still there, but he's still able to look beyond those. That's the idea of, well, he'll forgive me of what I've done wrong. And many of us know that, that God will forgive us. But that's not what this says. That is not the prayer that David is praying. That is not the prayer that is being prayed by the choir director in this, in this passage, in this psalm, which is David. This is a different prayer. It's not just forgive me. 
It says, cleanse me. Wash me clean. Wipe it all away. Verses 12 and 13. Who perceives his unintentional sins? Cleanse me from my hidden faults. Moreover, keep your servant from willful sins. Do not let them rule me. Then I will be blameless and cleansed. You and I have the ability for our past mistakes not to just be swept under a rug, not to just be looked over or looked around, but you and I have a way that you and I can have our past mistakes wiped away like they never existed. Cleansed, washed, clean, white, pure as snow. You and I have the ability to have our sins washed away. Can anybody just say, that's good news, right? Isn't that good news? That you and I have a way for our sins to be washed completely clean. So what can we do about our past mistakes? How can we move beyond what we've done in the past? Leave it in the past because Jesus cleaned it. It's gone. If you and I have trusted in Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us that he forgives us of our sins and he makes us righteous. He takes what was dirty and empty and nasty and he cleans it up and says, and he shines it up and he says, now it's righteous. The Bible tells us that you and I wear a robe of righteousness. That's why in heaven, in Revelation, we see that we will be clothed in white. Why? White shows us and signifies and symbolizes that we are clean. Now, it is not because of any effort on your own. It's not because you can be good enough, say enough of the right kind of prayers. It's not because you can do the most righteous possible things that God will somehow say, okay, well, now he's righteous, that, or now she's righteous, that'll be all right. No, 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 no. You and I have to come like David did and say, I've sinned. And there's probably some sins I don't even know about. That's what he says. What about my unintentional sins? What about my hidden faults? Will you, will you clean those too? And David comes to the Lord and says, I cannot clean myself. Will you clean me? Will you make me white as snow? Will you fix all of this for me? Now this passage, it mentions two types of sins. It says... It calls some sins unintentional sins. Now, we know this. We know this is like. We, we understand this because we realize that there are times in our lives where we don't mean, we're not in active rebellion against God. We just, we end up finding our place in this, unin, I, didn't, I didn't intend to get here, right? It's not like we're in willful, active disobedience necessarily, but there are things in our life that haven't been cleansed, haven't been gotten rid of, and so we end up in this unintentional place. These unintentional sins, he also calls them hidden faults. Then he also says there are willful sins. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter. They're all able to be cleansed. He says, cleanse me from the things that I didn't realize I did and cleanse me from the stuff that I willfully did. You and I can be forgiven and washed clean of our sins. And that includes them all we can ask him 
to keep us from being ruled over by those willful sins. I love that. In verse 13, it says, Do not let them rule me. Don't let them rule in my life. Would you rule in my life instead? And this is a prayer that I think you and I ought to pray every day because there's going to be unintentional, hidden sin in our life. There's going to be willful sin that tempts us every day. And so you and I ought to pray this same prayer every day. Lord, don't let this rule over me. Cleanse me from it. And he answers us, and he will clean us from our sin. You ever felt like your willful sins of the past or present rule over you? You can be forgiven. You can be cleansed through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. We had a the most dynamic way to describe that or show that today. Because we had Christopher come be baptized. Symbolically showing you and I what happened in his heart last Sunday. When he went through the, the spiritual baptismal waters, if you will, and was cleansed of his sins by Jesus because he trusted in Christ for salvation. And today, he publicly showed us what that's like. And just like I told him in the seat of my Camry in the Walmart parking lot, I tell you the same. That's the whole point of Jesus, is that none of us are worthy. All of us have sinned, whether it's willful sin or unintentional sin, and therefore we are guilty. But Jesus died so that your sins wouldn't have to be counted against you, so that your sins could be cleansed and washed away friends today you too can enter in to the freedom the cleansing freedom of Christ by trusting in him and asking him to forgive you of your sins and to rule and reign in your heart would you come to Christ today would you be saved today would you ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins today maybe we can baptize you next week wouldn't that be awesome if that's you, I'd love to talk with you afterwards. You come see me. So we see that our past mistakes can be cleansed. Let's look one more verse, verse 14, and then we'll go back. All right? So we're going to go forward one verse. What we see is that our future can be bright. Our past mistakes can be cleansed, and our future can be bright. So it doesn't just end with, well, you're clean, and now you're stuck in this corner over here, and you're just going to be set to live your life as a guilty sinner, cleansed, forgiven, but you still got to live with all the consequences of that. That's not what this says either. This says our future can be bright. We can pray a prayer to say, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord God, in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my salvation. You and I have the ability not only just to be satisfying to Jesus because now we've surrendered to him and we're some, uh, you know, slave still in chains, but now we're enslaved, uh, slaved, uh, and we're enslaved to Jesus instead of our sin. No, 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 no. You and I have the ability to pray the prayer. May the Lord be pleased. May my life be acceptable to him. May the words that I say, may the meditation of my heart not only just be not what it once was, but no, now it can be acceptable. It can be uh, satisfying to him. 
Our, the prayer song doesn't end with us just being cleansed. It tells us we have the potential of a bright future, that my future words and my future thoughts can please God Almighty, that God can hear the words that I say and know the intentions of my heart, and he will be glad, joyful. He will look at Derek and say, I'm so proud of what you've become. I'm pleased with who you are. I'm pleased with your life. Man, isn't that awesome? Isn't that amazing that we don't have to just wallow in the fact that we are just sinners saved by grace, right? Where there's even a song like that, right? And, and it's, not, it's not that that's not true. That's, that's fine. My granny, my granny had a bumper sticker that said, I'm not perfect, I'm just forgiven. And that is true, right? But the thing is, is that now because of Christ, because of what Christ has done, because you and I have been cleansed, God doesn't just tolerate us. He can be pleased with us. We can be acceptable in his sight. How do we do it? We pray. We say these prayers, Lord, help me. Help my words be pleasing to you. Help my life to be pleasing to you. Help my meditation, the meditation of my heart, the thoughts in my heart, the, the things that no one else sees. May those be pleasing to you as well. And you and I can please him with our lives. Not only can my past mistakes be washed and cleansed and wiped away because, because of Jesus, I can live my life in a way where I will please the Lord. There's a way in which he can find me acceptable. Praise God. And by prayer, he can call, we can call out to him for his help every day. The third thing, I'm out of time and I got two more things, so I'm going to go real quick. So hang on to your hats. All right, here we go. The third thing is our present can be altered. 7 through 11, our present can be altered. So our past mistakes can be cleansed, our future can be bright, and our present can be altered. 7 through 11, help us see this. I'm, I'm just going to jump into here. You can read it. We've already read it. So here's what he says. Number one, the Lord's perfect instruction renews life. How do I alter my life today? The perfect instruction of the Lord. I read the Bible. I dive into it and say, Lord, I need your word to alter my life today. What does it do? Here's the promise. If we are in the, in the instruction of the Lord day by day, he will renew our life. He will renew you every day. How do you, how do you be renewed? You read his word. You dive into it. You receive his instruction. He says the Lord's trustworthy testimony reinvigorates wisdom. It helps you and I to be wise beyond our years when we listen to the trustworthy testimony of the Lord, when we pay attention to His testimony, His truth, not ours alone. The Lord's correct rules or precepts is how it explained it. It just means rules, so that we follow the Lord's rules and what does it do? It gives us a rejoicing heart. The Lord's radiant command 
It gives us resplendent sight. It gives, uh, get, makes our eyes light up, it says in the passage. So we, we pay attention to the Lord's radiant command. The Lord's pure, awe-inducing glory regenerates endurance in you and I. And the Lord's sweet and valuable truths, because he says they're like pure gold and they're like sweet honey. They help us. They help us to have a reward beyond measure. I skipped one. The Lord's reliable orders or ordinances helps us to be righteous and receive righteousness. So our present can be altered. Our past mistakes can be cleansed. Our future can be bright. Our present can be altered. And the, the fourth and last point, our lives can be used for something greater. Verses 1 through 6 tell us how the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. We sang a song, the earth, uh, all the earth will shout his name. Remember, we sang it again because I, I thought we needed to. Here's the thing that we see in this passage. When our lives are altered, when we're cleansed, we're changed, when we're living in the instruction of the Lord and the truth of his word, then you and I, just like the heavens that declare his glory, you and I get the opportunity to declare his glory as well. Our lives can be used for something far greater, to give glory to God Almighty. Where once our lives were dirty, filthy, and need, needed cleansing, now our lives are worthy to lift high the name of God, just like the heavens, just like all the other things. The earth and the heavens declares glory. You and I have the opportunity to be used in that way as well. What a turn of events, right? Those who once were in need of cleansing can now be agents to give glory to the Lord God Almighty. Let's just stand and do that today. We'll sing. If God is moving in your heart, you're come. Love to share with you, pray with you.